When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Never sleep, brother. I'm, I'm kind of salty, though. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you've been smoking rock or under a rock, you now tuned into the Personal Party Podcast. Cheer. <laughs> hey yo man, that's how I'm feeling today. Hey yo, Joels, me. Hey yo, Joels, yo, Joel, yo, Santana. Cheer. That was the most uninspired <laughs> cheer that you had yet. I'm salty. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how I like it. Hey yo, Jada got me with the little cheer. Yeah, yeah. My son Jada got me with the little cheer today. <laughs> like I'm selling. So, you gotta yeah, give man. it up. I'm sorry. I don't know what you' about to get into, but look, we gonna get into that in a yeah, second. Man. But hold on. I got I got one of my big brothers in here yes, right sir. now. You know what I mean? I got a legend in here right now. I got somebody that I admired since he was drafted by the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Talk. You feel me? You know what I mean? You made your runs and then you got here to the Big Apple. You Talk. know what I mean? Yeah. Once my, a Nick, always a Nick. Once I don't a Nick, care. always a that, that's, 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 <laughs> 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 Chill. My man John Sparks, my man John Sparks still got your Nick jersey. He oh, just no. texted me like, tell Al he's a legend. I still got his Nick jersey right now. <laughs> go, go. You know what I mean? And, you know, one of my fellow marijuana advocates. You know what I mean? Black-owned business. Hold on, let me get my motherfucking ear horns right. Yeah. I got the legend, my brother, mm-hmm. Al Harrington in this motherfucker huh? right now. What's good, everybody? Huh? How y'all doing, man? Doing man. well, man. Well, he's... He's a bit upset. I was upset. What happened? <laughs> he wasn't acting like he, he, like he wasn't serious. He wasn't acting like he wasn't there, man. You from Yonkersu? Everybody from Yonkersu. Nah, this, 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 this New Jersey's finest right now. I know where he's from, brother. I know where he's from. But I'm asking. You was in the garden last night. You know, that was the home That was the home court for all of us. Yes. Right? Everybody was on home court. However, you know what I mean? I'm a Harlem nigga. So you know. Right. By default. Right, right. By default, my heart. My, I'm leaving my bandana up there, too. By default, I'm a Harlem nigga. My heart is with the dips. But the locks taught me how to rap. Yeah. Right? So, it was watching your uncle, it was watching your uncle from your mother's side fighting your uncle from your father's side. Right. Word. Just your uncles going up. But yeah. the, the family won at the end of the day. And it was right. a big win for New York. Right? right. So, that's my, pu- that's my answer. Right. Who you had last night? Bro, I had Jada. <laughs> I mean, who else was there? What happened last night? Oh, shit. What was y'all at? Yo, I, we was right here watching the joint on... <laughs> we was Why watching the shit live. I'm feeling little right now, yo. That was the Jada show last night. It was. Yo, all right, so stat line for Jada. Or not even stat line. What what kind of performance did, did, did Jada have last night to you? That was one of the all-time... That was like... That was Mike... Hitting the last shot in Utah. Mm. That was a big moment, bro. That was like, because to your point, like, bro, like everybody, like I thought Dipset was going to go. Like, I, even me. Like, and I'm a huge, but 
Jada came, it was like Jada knew about the verses two months before everybody else, bro. He came over, people, was, he was so prepared. I, I had even asked another person that had done verses today. I was like, do you think because he did a verses before, he came in with just like, he had mm-hmm. a better game plan because he's done it before? Absolutely. But the way he the way he did that last night, bro. They was, they was war ready. That was his moment. That, that was his moment. Again, he smoked fab in can, and I hurt saying that. He did. That was his moment. That's what he did, bro. That was his moment. I I wouldn't just single it out to just Cam because it was two other niggas there too. So it was was a team versus team game. But what I will say is the best way to articulate it from watching it was, you know, if, if we played that music and we was here or we was in a car, then, you know, the dip, the diplomat shit might be a little more air candy. Right. For sure. But if we looking at bars and shit, then obviously, you know, even though the dips is legendary, yeah. no, but you know, LOX is on bar surgeon time all the time. But what took them over was the performance. Right. Because the MC, the the showmanship, the banter. Right. And then the songs that played after him. Right. And niggas was, you know, they cheated a little bit. Because, you know, the dips, the dips was playing. The stadium, stadium, stadium music, and and LOX went. I we gonna go mixtape. So it's like, how do you counter that? Only way you could they counter that ready. is act fast and go mixtape because they could do that too. The diplomats right. come from the mixtape era too, but I don't think it was well. I think the streets was the in the building last yeah. night. And it showed. They played to the locks of the streets. They played to the crowd. I think they played to, to the point, streets. That's what bro. I'm saying. Like they just came in with a different mindset of like the way they were prepared. You know what I'm saying? And then I would say last thing is like to me the energy was between the two teams. Like the fact that like even though Jada really was still in the show, Styles and and, and uh, who I'm listening and she, she. Like, they was rapping that shit. Facts. Like they was him. Facts. Facts. When they was going on their side, whoever time to go was just kind of their time to go. The mm. other two niggas in the back talking yeah, to their partners. Yo, facts, facts. Like it facts. just wasn't that. It wasn't that camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? Like it looked like an individual game. It was like yeah. a team versus some individuals, even though they a team, but they wasn't as in sync, right? As I yo, Mac, Mac, Mac called Dipset New Edition. Nah, we're not going to do no dips that, that slander. That's, that. I, we not. That's what Mac did. I'm, I'm, I'm saying what Mac what said. You, damn, what type of nigga? Yeah, listen, I've been going for, yeah, I've been on the gram going for Harlem all day. They've been chewing me up. They've been chewing yeah, today, me today, up. Today, today not a good day for Harlem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> B. Today ain't good for Harlem, Harlem B. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with Harlem, but not today, B. Man. Y'all ain't got it today. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's. Oh, the Apollo has lived. <laughs> Damn, but, so. but right, so being drafted from high school, yeah, that's some other shit. That's, that's only a selective few, right? Right, and then to have a sixteen-year career. After that is a feat within itself, mm-hmm. right? So, drafted by the Pacers, what was that experience being on a rookie with a team with fucking Chris Mullen, Reggie Miller, fucking um, Rick Smiths, right. <laughs> Jalen Rose, right? You know what I mean? What was that? What was that squad like? Like, what was that experience like? So it's funny, right? Going there, I was off it because I was a Nick fan. Mm. So I really like I really hated Reggie Miller. Talk, talk about you know that was coming for me. Bro, yeah, no, talk, like, about talk about that. I'm please. saying I hated Reggie Miller the way any Nick fan that walk around New York hate Reggie Miller. Right. I I was on that boat. Reggie Miller, fuck Reggie Miller. You mm-hmm. feel me? And I get drafted to go to the Pacers, bro. I didn't even work out for the Pacers. You know what I'm saying? Like I I slipped in the draft. You know what I'm saying? I That's thought crazy. I was gonna get drafted by Orlando or Houston. Mm-hmm. So both of them let me go, and I didn't work out for nobody after that. So I was like, the rest of the draft, I'm like, damn, I ain't work out for none of those teams. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking I ain't gonna get drafted in the first round, just like Rashard Lewis did. And if you remember, mm-hmm. right, right, Rashard Lewis, because Houston was supposed to draft him too. They was gonna draft two high schools, whatever, which ain't even makes sense now that I think about it. No, what I know now. <laughs> but long story short, 
I'm sitting in the hallway. I had a draft party. My little sister walk out there and give me a hug. She's like, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, Tiffany, get off me. (laughs) (laughs) We all got little sisters. We know. This is not the time to be over here with that. You're going to get drafted. (laughs) Go sit down, man. (laughs) But bro, as soon as she said that shit, everybody in the room go crazy. (laughs) I go out and it's the Pacers. Everybody hype, but my uncles and shit, they like, Yo, this is off the paces, B. Like, my mom kind of, she happy, but she not happy. She like, Indiana? That's her reaction. Yeah, Indiana? Like, that's how much we ain't fuck with the paces, you know? But whatever, I get there, and uh, the niggas was old, bro. They was just old niggas, man. Niggas was old, bro. The niggas was weird. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And bullshit. Ah! I mean, you heard, coming from Jersey. Dri- driving like, bullshit. Yeah, you like Oh, like, damn, OGs. <laughs> Ain't none up. of y'all got nothing fancy. Yeah. But it was in Indiana. I get it. I niggas was, was driving. The niggas was driving trucks, though. Like, pick up like They had Carl Malone swag. Yeah, bro. So uh, I get there, and I don't know much. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a, I'm from Jersey, bro. Mm-hmm. I know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. nice shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I get there, and at the end of the day, bro, like, the reason why I played 16 years was because of them. Mm. They they laid the foundation, bro. They showed me what it, they showed me why they was old motherfuckers in the league. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Professionalism, being on time, doing the fuck you supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Take mm. care of your body, eat right, work out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do those foundational things. Be a good kid, and you'll be around for a long time. You mm. know what I'm saying? So they humbled me. You know what I'm saying? Coming in, and I always say this like. That's the reason why basketball players are special. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't really have a concept of reality, right? Like, we all believe we Superman in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that we can't do. That's how we look at y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but that's how we feel, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that having that feeling, that level of confidence is why certain, you know, Maddenings, you know that was good. They didn't get there. But the nigga's like, you like, damn, but he had a it's something different about him. It's, to me, it's all mindset. Hmm. Physical abilities have to be there, but it's definitely your mind. That's why Kobe, <laughs> like nigga shit Kobe mama had, mentality. a lot of niggas had. Mm-hmm. But niggas had that mama mentality. Right. right. That's right. what right. turned him into the icon basketball player he became. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just being around them, bro, like, they, I get them all the credit in the world, bro. Like, one funny thing is, like, taxes. I ain't know nothing about paying taxes. Mm-hmm. And one day... I come home and I had this envelope sitting, you know, with my name on it, open it. It's all these books. I open the books, it's numbers and states. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Take it, put it in my closet. Yeah. <laughs> Three weeks later, I come home because I was staying with Antonio Davis. He let me live with him as a rookie because it was a lockout year. So he let me stay with him or whatever. So I'm at the crib. He got them same books, but he's signing them. So I come in the house. I'm like, damn, what you doing? He was like, uh, paying my taxes. I was like, yeah, I got some books like that downstairs. He was like, go get them. Bring them upstairs. It was my taxes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't know I was supposed to pay taxes. I ain't That's know crazy. nothing. You know, think about it, bro. Like, from jury, from nothing, son. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Eight, just turned 18 years old. Mm. Got my first check was $500,000. <clears> you know what I'm saying? Mm. So you just like, bro, we don't know shit. We think we know everything. We don't know nothing. You know mm. what I'm saying? But, you know, just being around them dudes, like, helping me find a financial advisor. Like, all those things that a lot of young boys don't get. You know what I'm saying? Especially those guys that be hella young going to a young team that's terrible. It's the blind leading the blind. Right. But when you get on a veteran team, you know what I'm saying? I think that they can really help you like mature faster. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And really put things in the right place. So that's what my experience was, bro. Like literally coming in not knowing shit, but getting around some old dudes that, you know, really cared about me, bro, and told me the right things to do. You know what I'm mm. saying? And that that definitely just taught me and, and, and nurtured me and got me to the point where I am today. So Antonio Davis was the pers- first person to put you under the wing? So Stephon Marbury was the very first person. That's hard. Um, and then right after that was Antonio. Like, he was the first dude on my team. What's your relationship with Stephon? So Steph, uh, my cousin, God bless the dead, was his, uh, was his bodyguard back in the day mm. or whatever. So, you know, Steph had a bodyguard since he's then in high school. Of course. So he worked with him. And um, when I was uh, uh, after the lockout, I did not want to stay at the crib. I'm like, bro, I cannot get drafted 
and go back and stay in my mother's house. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to figure out something. Not for 500,000 I'm talking to my cousin. He like, yo, Steph said, come out here and work out with us in Atlanta. Hmm. So that's when I actually first met AI and all those dudes. But like, I went out there and I stayed with Steph. And same thing, like Steph, I don't care what anybody say about him. He could be an asshole. He could be all this other shit. But nobody outworked Steph on taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. Working on his game, working on his body, taking that shit like... They trained him like that. Nigga been running stairs and sand since he was like four. Mm-hmm. For real talk. They said that game was about Steph. It is about Steph. And you look mm-hmm. at him now, that nigga's still in game shape, bro. Like, he mm-hmm. got, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he grind, he grind. And going with him, and he, he was living at he was living at Georgia Tech with the football coach. So, that was a year, like, Steph came in all swole yeah, yep, and shit. Yep. He was in Minnesota before he got traded. And, uh, you know, so going from Steph, how serious he was. To then Antonio, you know what I'm saying? And then that team or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I was lucky, bro. Hmm. Be around good leadership. See, you came out of a fucking crazy draft class, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot dudes. of legends in there. Vince Carter, Mike yeah. Bibby, Paul Pierce, yeah. Dirk. Dirk. You know what I mean? Dirk. <laughs> that, shit is, that shit is just crazy, you know what I mean? Because Tom... Bonzi Wells. Tom, Bonzi Wells. Yeah. Tom flies. Like, what, what was it like being in the draft class, like... With all those elite niggas and being an elite nigga yourself, like how was that? Like, it was good, bro. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I always say like when you like when you competing with somebody, bro, is your peer, right? So it's just like you don't really get a chance to kind of step back and like really recognize like who they are, what they are, and how they do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when we was in the mix, we was in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Like, Paul Pierce, I tell people all the time, me and Paul are mad cool now, but, like, during my career, I hated Paul Pierce. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't like him, sir. Like, I just did not like him. You know what I'm saying? Certain people where you just, like, you know what I'm saying, even within your class, and, you know what I'm saying, to, to your point, like, we definitely had some dogs in that class. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't mentioned, like, Mike Bibby, mm-hmm. Catino Mobley. Mm-hmm. Ray like, for friends. You know, Rashad Lewis. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we had, so we had some dogs. Who else that. was that? Somebody else was in there from yeah, from track the trailer. God track bless the trailer. you, dead. Uh, Ola with candy. He went. He went. Antoine one. Jameson. Antoine Jameson. Felipe Lopez. Felipe. You, Felipe Lopez. It's funny because Felipe yeah. went to Rice and you got drafted right Thanks, after man. him. Thanks, man. This shit was back to back. Yeah, yeah. Word, word, word. That's all. That's I hard. can't believe Felipe, man. Can you believe Felipe ain't make it, bro? Bro. Only thing when I went to, because you know St. John's was recruiting me crazy, so I would go up there a lot and. <sighs> It was just something about Philippe game that at that level just was not like elite. It wasn't like what it was in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was just like something about it that was just like really kind of basic. He and made just kind noise of, in rice. Hmm. He made noise. He, well, he was supposed to be joy, right? He made That's, noise. Dominican joy. Yes, he was, bro. He was LeBron he, before LeBron, I would say, as far noise. as the hype. The, the hype. Right? So, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was surprised, but when I saw him in person, I'm like, hmm. And I ain't know much about who. Like I said, I'm a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. But just it just was nothing about it to me that was just it screamed like elite. Like Magic. I saw Kobe. Like I saw Kobe. I was a sophomore, right? Kobe was a senior. I was going into my sophomore year. He's going into his senior year. And I watched him play. And like you could see like, bro, this motherfucker was like flying on the court. It was just flying. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's how it looked like he was playing. It was just something about that shit that was just so was like, like what the fuck mm-hmm. is that? Like, this nigga's just flying. Kobe was flying, dunking that shit, flying back on defense. <laughs> like, yo, he's oh, special. Kobe, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I never saw that with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that hype of it, I thought it would be like that. You know what I'm saying? It's even like seeing, you know, I saw Steph Moore, but like seeing Allen Iverson for the first time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you just it's something about the way that motherfucker be out there moving and shit. You like you it's think different. you think Felipe playing four years in college messed him up? He should have came out earlier. Back then he was hot just, early. Yeah, but I mean, you mean to get drafted? But he got drafted, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it's it not, there was matter. one thing if he did four years and didn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. At least he got drafted. Right. You know I ain't I'm taking saying? up for him. <laughs> 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 this is not this set versus the last, Baji. Leaving him out there by himself. Nah, I hit you with the little chip. He, was... he, he can't get over it. He ran pink today. He he feeling. He, he feeling, feeling. feeling away. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so from from Indiana, you know what I mean. The stop in the A. 
And then, hey, yeah, that's why I didn't even. I just yeah, left that alone. Past I just left that alone. That's why I said to stop. And then, <laughs> and, and then, and, and then you came home. You feel me? What was it like coming home and playing in the garden? So let me tell you how I got home, though. Crazy ass story, bro. No bullshit. Could not stand Don Nelson, punk ass. <laughs> he looked like an asshole. Only reason why I'm willing to fuck with him now is because we can smoke. Right. Like, I really want to smoke with him. <laughs> and I feel like if I smoke with him, we can amend some things. That's a fact. But, bro, like, I couldn't stand that motherfucker, bro. Like, he was a he was something else, bro. He's, I don't know. I ain't fuck with him because he ain't fuck with me. And I never mm. did nothing for him not to fuck with me. I'm like, bro, like, but whatever. Mm. So... Finish that season, and I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, fuck this motherfucker. I'm out. Fuck him. I'm gone. I call this motherfucker on FaceTime. <laughs> He's sitting in his pool. He's sitting in his pool in Hawaii. We're on FaceTime. He's floating on a floaty, and we're talking and shit. And I'm like, yo, um, coach, I was like, look, man, this ain't working out. Um, I want to get out of here. I just need you to just sign off on it. Chris Mullen was a GM. I was like, I already talked to Mully about it. You know, he said, you got to sign off hmm. because they think we still whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. So he says to me, he's like, what are you talking about, Al? I love you, Al. He's like, I'm going to make you a captain this year, right? So I'm like, bro, I want to get out of here. <laughs> he's like, whatever, right? Bring me back in. So the summer, right before season start, promise you, right before the season start, take my wife to uh, Philippe Chow, mm-hmm. right? Um, to Philippe's. So we leaving Philippe's. And literally the next day, I'm flying back to to uh, San Francisco, start the season, training camp. We driving down um, park, uh, uh, whatever that shit is, right alongside the park, uh, 57th or 60th, whatever it is, 58th. Driving down the shit. Central Park? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Central Park. And I look to the left, and Donnie Walsh, the general manager of the Knicks is standing in front of the hotel. Wow. And he used to be the, the GM. He drafted me. There you go. Right? So he's standing, he's standing there in front of the hotel, right? So I look, I'm like, who's that? It's Donnie. So I bust a U-turn. I jump out. I'm like, Donnie, what's up? He's ah, uh, scratchy ass. Well, he out there smoking a cigarette and shit. <laughs> so we hug and shit. He's like, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, Yo, man, I want to get the fuck out of Golden State, bro. I was like, you know, I, oh, you know, I've been a Knicks fan because I even told him when he drafted me. I was like, yo, why y'all drafting me? I hate the Pacers. Like, I literally, <laughs> I'm 18, bro. Word, I said word. that to this man, bro. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, really? He was like, you really don't like it there? He was like, uh, we called around and he was like, there was no interest in moving you or none of that. I was like, yo, listen, I'm trying to get out of there, bro. Please, please. He like, I'll see what I can do. Go to the season, makes me the captain. Starts me, right? Mm. Starts me the first like eight games, whatever. So I'm playing, but I don't want to be there, right? Mm. Whatever. We go three and five or something like that, right? Come in one day, he calls me in the office and he says, All right, you know what? It's the Brandon Wright show. So I don't even remember Brandon Wright that played for the uh, Mm -hmm. North Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. So he like, It's the Brandon Wright show. So I was like, Well, what does that mean? He was like, It's the Brandon Wright show. I was like, Well, what does that mean? He said, I'm going to start Brandon. And I was like, over me? He was like, yeah, I'm going to start Brandon. It's the Brandon Wright show. I was like, all right, cool. So I walk out. We practice, leave. <laughs> the next day I come into practice, and I say, my back fucked up. Mm. So I'm like, yo, my back is killing me. I was like, I need to go see the therapist, the therapist in L.A. that I, you know what I'm saying, I rock with. So I had them fly me to L.A. And I'm there two weeks. they like, how your back? I'm like, it still hurt. So he got the, he got the point. Like, I'm not playing here no more. Mm. And Donnie traded for me. That's crazy. But, you know, it's. I want to say one thing about that squad. I feel like that squad is three other brothers on that squad that's in this, that's in this marijuana world that's so dope. And I don't even know if y'all bonded about that mm-hmm. during that time with the All the Smoke brothers, right. with Jackson, Matt Barnes, yep. and B. Diddy. Yeah, you feel me? Was there any like foresight that y'all would be ambassadors mm. for this this great thing, this great plant? That's uh, fucking nah, bro. I mean, 
they've been smoking. They were smoking the whole time. Like, we beat, <laughs> <laughs> they was, bro. Like, I wasn't smoking, dog. They were smoking the whole time. Uh, fuck it. We knew. Yeah. I mean, they, know. They, that's Oakland. Niggas, I we mean, know. That's, that's the home yeah, of the bus. Before that, they were smoking, bro. Like, them niggas been smoking the whole time, bro. So we get together. They smoking. There ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. They smoking. So we beat, we beat Dallas. Bro, they... <laughs> <laughs> they went to Don Nelson's crib. They bought the, a party to Don Nelson's house. He had the top floor of his apartment building, the and they smoked his shit out, the bro. Coach. The head coach smoked it out. The coach, the whole thing. This a fact. That's crazy. This a fact, bro. Like, so they've been smoking the whole time. So, to the next year is when they finally got me to smoke. I smoked, got hella paranoid, ain't go out with them niggas or nothing that night. I was like, y'all got it. I'm like, y'all niggas <laughs> smoke to feel like this. That was your first time in the A, smoking? Was in Arizona, but when I was with uh, the Golden State Warriors. First time, first I was time smoking? smoking? Ever. It's like 20. Well, wow. Was, That's crazy. But you got to think, nigga was drafted out of high school. I get so it, I get it, going, I get it. You know I mean? Bro, I was scared of weed. It's weed in like, Jersey, though, nigga. Jersey, bro? Like, I was, nigga... In eighth grade, a couple of my homies, it was not my homies, niggas in my in my uh, homeroom class got locked up for having like nickel bags of weed when they used to check the lockers. Mm. Yeah. Jersey law is different. Too. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so I like was talking about you. Yeah. Bro, scared of scared of weed and weed in Jersey? Yeah. Nah, yeah. bro. I wasn't fucking with that shit. Still up to this day, I don't fuck with weed in Jersey. <laughs> nah, real talk. You, you and they're like, yo, down. it's legalized. You good. It's decriminalized. I'm you like, got nah, PTSD, bro. Yeah, I got PTSD. I don't even want to cross the border. So I'm tell motherfuckers, man, yeah. to be like that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right. So I want to get into this marijuana world that that we are thriving, mm-hmm. being a black owned brand. I want to start with the name. Right. Viola. Now, mm-hmm. I know, but a lot of my friends don't know. And I'm sure a few of my viewers in here. Right. They don't know. Where did the name derive from? Well, started uh, was my grandmother. Viola's my grandmother. Um, 11 years ago, I had convinced her to come see me play when I was playing in Denver for the Nuggets. And when she got there, um, took her bags downstairs. She had me bring a bag back up. It was a pill bag. So she opened it and she just started taking all these pills. So I hadn't seen her in a while. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, Grandma, why are you taking so much medication? And she's like, you know, I got high blood pressure. I got diabetes, glaucoma. So when she said glaucoma, I was like, Grandma, I was just reading the newspaper how uh, cannabis cures glaucoma. This because I don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? So she, so we talk about it. And she finally like, well, what's cannabis? And I was like, it's marijuana weed. She's like, reefer? She's like, come on, boy, I ain't smoking no reefer. Like, reefer? Like, That's what they say. <laughs> smoking no reefers. Reefer? So she's like, nah. So we talk about it some more or whatever. I, I, next day, I come home. She in the kitchen. She complained about her eyes, saying they hurt. So I was like, Grandma, look, why don't we just try this cannabis? It'll be our secret. Won't tell nobody. She said, I'm in so much pain today. I try anything. Sent my man to the disport, to the store, dispensary rather, came back, boy, Vietnam Kush is where I'll never forget the name of it. Mm. Like Vietnam Kush or whatever. We vaporizing the volcano bag for her. Okay. So this is like a twelve hundred dollar transaction for me, bro. Cause he had to buy the vapor thing, because I'm thinking she can't smoke a you know blunt. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. know about rolling paper, whatever. Mm-hmm. She hit it one time, two times, three times. Looking at her, eyes started to get a little glossy. I'm like, all right, Grandma, I think that's enough. <laughs> Going In the crossing. volcano. But you know, you did a favor because that's the purest form right. of, of, uh, of right. inhaling. No, I always say this was God that worked this whole thing, bro. Like, my grandma was born in 1931. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you just, you know what I'm saying? You just think about that, like, what she's seen with drugs and, like, that's a whole nother thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I'll be open-minded enough to try it, it was just amazing. So mm-hmm. she tries it, take it downstairs. I wake up, I'm going to go take a nap, hour and a half later. I go check on her because I remember the first time they made me smoke, how paranoid I was. So I said, let me just go check on her. And when I go downstairs, you know, I knock on the door, don't hear nothing. Knock again, open the door. Her back's to the door and she's looking down. So I was like, Grandma, you all right? A little smirk on my face, I'm sure. And she turned around and she was crying tears. She's like, I'm healed. She said, you know, I haven't been able to read the words of my Bible in over three years. So she was downstairs reading her Bible after she got high for the very first time, bro. And that's what, like, that's what inspired me. So that's why we named the company after her. You know what I'm saying? Because if it wasn't for that story, bro, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here talking to y'all about no weed. That's mm. hard. That's, that's for sure. Turn your grandma to a brand. That's hard. God bless, God bless her, too. She had uh, she had surgery today. 
And she all right. She, I'm God, God bless. God bless. God bless. Yeah, yeah. You know God. what I mean? On top of the brand, you know, it was the, the act of a grandson healing his grandmother or finding the source to help that. You know what I mean? So that's right. dope within itself. Thanks, so, bro. right, that came in on your playing days in Denver, right? So when did you actually establish and start running with Viola? So we didn't name we didn't come out with the name of the company until 2014, mm-hmm. and we and I was in Colorado. I started everything in Colorado, and <clears throat> obviously it was because that was the first place I found out about it or whatever. But what happened was with the NBA, knowing like what the NBA did with us as far as branding, the way that they they run cannabis out there is like if you grow it, you ship it to the store. And then they just distribute it into like those white little pop tops. You know what I'm saying? So you never get credit for growing good weed. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, how can I figure out how to build a brand while at the same time cultivating, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying, and growing weed? Mm -hmm. And once again, my grandmother comes in. Like, you know, our color, the company is purple. That's her favorite color. The reason why I learned about concentrates was because when she was smoking, she started to get paranoid thinking that when she had functions at our house for the church people, that they they were smelling weed in our house, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So she went out yeah. smelling like weed, mm-hmm. so she stopped smoking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my aunt like, yeah, mom complaining and da, da, da. so I learned about concentrates so that I could still medicate her without the smell and everything. You know, what that I'm saying? like the teas and all that. That's the teas. That's concentrates, edibles, all of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Learn- What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. In that process, you know what I'm saying? But what I also the opportunity was like, the way we was making the concentrates, the shit was so good. We create a crazy ass demand for it and concentrates. You got to sell in end user packaging. I mean, you got to package it yourself and then send it to the store. Mm. So that's the way we can get our brand on something. Now mm. by making concentrates. Now we become a brand because we sell it in user packaging. You know what that's I'm saying? Hard. So just like all this shit, just like for me, it's just all like life lessons. You know what I'm saying? Have like sculpted me and molded me. It molded the company. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like everything you see that from us is like shit that either I like or my homeboys like. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we I feel like we in touch, right? You know what I'm saying? We not up here fun, private and this, and that, mm-hmm. all that. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't some bums either. We like right in the middle where everybody can relate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So like that's kinda how we how we decide to do shit is just like it's bigger than us. It's for the people. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're trying to include as many people into our lifestyle as possible. Right now, y'all, you tapped all the way in, bro. I mm-hmm. ain't gonna hold you. Like, you know, when I got put on to this a couple years ago by you, when you pulled up on me, the packaging alone, it was like, I want to say, I was like, yo, this shit is like, it's, it's Avon packaging. Right. <laughs> like, like this shit is so royal. You right. know what I mean? And marketing within itself you know what I mean? That's a powerful tool when you're trying to move something, right? Mm-hmm. How did you get into the marketing side of, you know, the the, the packaging at the beginning? Like this, like, we're going to get into this this ninety this 96 pack no, no. that I'm on right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm up, I'm going, I'm like, all right, cool, I got to keep smoking this right, shit, right. right? But before we got to this, we had the Avon-style mm-hmm. packaging right. where it was like the quarters was a longer... Two, yeah, yeah. the eighth was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and right. so on and so forth with different flavors. What was your packaging routine like? Man, like I just, man, I, I always say like it's certain brands that like inspire me. You know what I'm saying? Like Nike's one of them, right? And mm-hmm. like when you think about, you know, the innovation, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to figure out what is it that people really need that they don't know that they need yet. You know what I'm saying? And when I just thought about weed is like at the end of the day or cannabis, excuse me it's always something about it that's kind of like dirty and negative. It's supposed to be like, they expect it to be in a plastic bag or, you know what I'm saying? And like, I wanted to like, nah, like 
we're going to show you like how this shit really should be packaged and like how beautiful the flower is. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like how amazing that whole experience should be. So when I first came out, it was like, obviously everybody was doing bags and bags is part of the culture too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I also believe you got to get the people what they want. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's why you see we're now starting to mix in bags, but we'll always have those jars. And for me, like the jar idea always, I always felt like the jar could be so many different things, right? That will allow the brand to continue to live on. Right. So with a, with a bag, right. And I'm not, you know, poo-pooing bags. We got to do bags, but like with a bag, you use it, you might throw your weed in or whatever, but there's no other use for it. Right. 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 But those jars, like you could put your toothbrush in your, in the, in the jar. You could put all kind of shit in the jar. Right? <laughs> right. All, you know what I'm saying? Right. The end so of the day, like right. all kind right. of shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I figured I was like, how can I create some packaging that people will use besides just the cannabis? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So these are all the things that was like in my mind, you know what I'm saying, as we did it. And, you know, just definitely wanted to be different, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, especially once again, like I said, it's, it's already, it's hard for us people of color getting in cannabis into, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not enough of us in it at all. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we got to really start looking at this shit and figuring out how can we work together instead of working apart and, and looking at each other's competition. Exactly. That's what we it are is. not the competitors, bro. That's exactly. a fact. <laughs> we trying to come Even up. Even with me and my size, bro, I'm not doing enough damage to look at anybody as a competitor, bro. Right. That look like me for sure. That's a fact. Right. You it's know what I'm saying? definitely a small percentage of us that's, that's in this shit. So you just said something that's mm-hmm. powerful. It's better to stick together than be apart. That's for a sure, fact. bro. Especially Always. The percentage of us that's in it it's a way bigger percentage of us that's not you right. know what I mean and the other you know we're not gonna whatever then you get but. into NFTs nah somebody just made me one <laughs> I, mean, I can't look bro I don't know why I can't and I don't know if I'm just not smart enough or what but I cannot figure out the NFT me shit me neither and I can't figure out the cryptocurrency shit I gotta put you on because I kind of figured go. it out yeah I right. need somebody to talk lame because I'm just it's something that just doesn't make sense to me this is an NFT it's moments it's basically we we all have our own base, right? So for me, for instance, like the NFTs I sold was baby pictures, my mother and father's fucking wedding picture with different font and marijuana related type shit around it, and it correlated to my brand because I had a project that was built around it, right? Right. So this '96 pack, for instance. They have NBA Top Shot. I'm not too sure if you're yeah, familiar yeah. with that, right? Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to get this one away. Bubba Chuck could create his own moment in the gym or wherever, doing whatever the fuck it is he's doing. That's his personal moment. That's an NFT. It's basically just a moving, it's a moment. Like, right. I feel like how people collect art. Basquiat's herrings, all that shit. At some point, a NFT is going to be in that same realm. We're going to live in this digital world of skins. Pause. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like Fortnite. Mm. Right. Where, you know, it's, it's a lot of digital moving shit going on. You got to wear some glasses to see some shit that you're wearing that you can't see without the glasses. I believe that's where technology is going. Do you, man? Just, just buy these NFTs. Yeah, bro. It's moving art at the end of the day. So last night versus was an NFC can be an it NFC. Could be. Yeah. The moment we the moment we fucking kiss snatched the bandana and threw that that could be a fucking <laughs> NFT at this point. The way the world yeah. is moving, it's moments that people are invested in. So like that's memes. how I could name. Yeah, not but like in, little in, in layman's terms. Yeah, yeah, but it's a little more technical because it's certain um, companies that specialize in these things that get it in that world. Right. Of crypto because it's all tight. Like when you get paid, you get paid through Coinbase, and then you got to transfer the Coinbase dollars to USD. So it's a whole different world of understanding. But once you really get into it, it's yeah, a we got to sit. It's a thing. It's, yeah, we got to because I was talking to a company earlier, and it's funny. It's good I'm sitting with you because that's that's something to talk about. But back back to um back to marijuana. You said God bless David Stern. You sat sat with David Stern and was pretty much the advocate for the boys and, and, you know, lifting this off the ban list, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I read a quote where it said, 
he wasn't with it at first, but you persuaded him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what was that tactic like? Like, what was that whole shit? Bro, no, nah, I mean, the main thing was just telling him the truth, right? And at the end of the day, he was a commissioner for so long. He kind he know what the players go through, bro. You know, he like, he, that man was brilliant. You know, I got to give it to him. Like, that man was brilliant. You know what I'm saying? And I just talked to him about shit that he knew already, but just heard it a different way. And I was mm-hmm. just saying, like, you know, when you think about the players and, like, all that we deal with, right, besides the game, like, that's why this whole new mental health thing is now being talked about. But once again, it's like like you said earlier, people look at us like we Superman. So mm-hmm. Superman ain't got no problems besides Facts. trying to figure out how to save the day, right? But it's like, but because he, he can do it, Superman, mm-hmm. right? But with us, bro, like, you know, you got – and I said to him, I was like, yo, your coach is bugging. You got that going on. Your wife is bugging, <laughs> right? Mom Dukes is bugging. Right. Like, don't think just we could turn that off. Like, that don't go nowhere. Like, more money, more problem, all that, mm-hmm. right? So I, I, I talked about shit like that, just like our overall mental and, like, what options, we outlets we have. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is before it was even mental health, but I'm like, damn, where can we go? There's nowhere to go, hmm. right? What do we do? We normally drink, right? If you got pills there to abuse hmm. and make you feel better, you're going to start abusing those. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, or you could have access to cannabis, which could you know, help a lot of that stuff, right? That's on the mental side. Then I went to the physical side. I said, same thing. I said, you know, David, you know, we work out hard, man. Like, I'm built, the way I train, I was built to play two hours because mm-hmm. I'll play two hours in the summertime pickup. You know what I'm saying? So, but when I play in an NBA game, they got to play 20 minutes, 25 mm-hmm. minutes, 30 minutes. So when I get done with that, thing, I'm still hype. Like, I'm still on edge. Like, what's next? It ain't nothing next. Right? <laughs> it's like, they can chill out. But what I did to chill out, I had a bottle of Hennessy under my chair. Mm. I had a bottle of Ciroc. I had a bottle of Douce. I had whatever. You know what I'm saying? So now I start drinking after the game. And it's just, to, once again, to calm down. Just to calm down. Or I may be drinking away with the pain or whatever. But most times, for me, it was the calm down, right? And I think about, you know, going to the next city, a little twisted. Go to sleep. Wake up. Still a little twisted. Hungover. Blah, 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 blah. And I always said today, I was like, David, just imagine if... Cannabis was available to us, right? Where the, the where the trainer could walk after the game and be like, "Hey, go a ten milligram edible. Hey, go a fifteen for you." Because we all different, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever we figure out what our dosages are, and now that immediately knocks off the edge. Like now I'm chilling. Then when you think about, I'm using a big word, our endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. and the cannabinoids that are in cannabis that heals us. You know what I'm saying? So now you got to play it as now relax, get a better night's sleep. His body is healing from within because of the cannabinoids and cannabis. And the next day, I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to go. And he can still eat. I feel great. Her. I have, have my appetite. Whatever mm-hmm. I got to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, David, which player do you, would you rather have? Huh. And he was like, damn, I ain't think about it like that. He said, I think I would rather have a guy. Because, you know, liquor you know, liquor leads you to all kinds of shit. Right, right. DUIs, all, all, all kinds of, all kind of shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, it's no good in that. We promote that. Mm-hmm. That's good. We promote it all day long. But with cannabis, cannabis is something that, you know, depending on what you smoke, but most times it's going to relax. And then we're going to go sit and chill, play video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> right? Bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> Or if you go to the spot, so you will go to the spot. You be staring, looking around, like, word. I'm gonna go home and chill, bro. Word, word. Stay out of trouble. I ain't got no trouble, bro. Chilling, chilling. You know what I'm saying? So just like I just broke it down like that. Just always say everything for me is just trying to be as simple as possible in just layman's terms. Like this is how it is, you know. And bro, I mean, for some reason, I struck a chord. Like even when he when he said that. You know, the first thing that I heard came coming from like the M- people from the NBA was like, David must be an investor in my company. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he rock. And he was not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this man said something because I think he believed it. You know what I'm saying? And it was a lot of other shit I gave him. Like, I was giving him research and shit on certain things. And man, was a br- he was brilliant, bro. Hmm. Nah, for sure. That was hard. It was hard that, for one, you was able to do that. Because a lot of people wouldn't even have the courage to even put together the doc or continue to persuade somebody with that power, right? To do that, that believed in right, it bro, so I much. Did, I didn't mean? even, I even, I even think about the magnitude of it, bro. Not until after it happened. Mm. 
Not until when I was in the interview with him and he said the shit. I was like, oh shit, because he's a he's a he was an attorney, so you know you can't trick him. So mm-hmm. I had 17 questions. I'll never forget trying to lead him down the path to say something like that. And he said it on the third question. So actually, I did it with, with uh, Maverick, Carter, LeBron. Man. Oh, that's hard. Right. Maverick. Oh, that's hard. Or us or whatever. So as soon as he said that after the third question, I looked at him behind the camera. And I was like, bro, what else am I supposed to ask him? I could, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all that I came it. for was that right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I just came for that. I'm out of here now. That's all I came for. He's like, no, we need 15 more minutes. I was like, all right, bro. That's what I came for. But no, nah, yeah, I, I didn't realize the magnitude of that shit. But yo, I promise you, to your point, like, after that happened, they started looking at it totally different. Like, that's when all the shit, the barriers started to fall. Mm. After he made that comment, you know mm. what I'm saying? Because the com they opened up the conversation for real, and people couldn't get around it this time. Right? You know what right. I'm saying? Because it's, a, it's it's too many proven facts to benefits of cannabis. You right. know what I'm saying? So y'all cannot continue with that old school ignorant ass way of thinking. Right. It's over. Right? It's it's, it's over. It's mm-hmm. over. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Especially with it being legal in New York and decriminalizing in New York. What you did That's today when they said it was legal in New York? What was the, what was the first thing you did? I with wasn't that even shit. happy because yeah. I was so mad. I'm like, <laughs> tell him why you was mad I'm though. Like, listen I went to through this. all this. this shit, getting locked up. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shows. I'm going to do my job. You feel me? I'm good. Good one. I'm at motherfucking the tunnel reunion. Mm, no, this is crazy. All the young niggas, me, French, um, change drugs. Uh, R.I.P. God R-I-B. bless. Kiss. Kiss was there. I mean, he's a legend, but he was there for flex. And I think Ferg. It was. It was a bunch of us. Me, Kiss, Chinks, and French ain't making in the tunnel. <laughs> Cause we had warrants. Yeah, that made it in the papers. We made though. it. To, we made it to the papers and the bookings that night. <laughs> Mine's was for weed. Cause that's the only thing I ever get in trouble for. I'm a good, I'm a good guy. I live my life. By the, I live my life by the book. Right. But but weed somehow I always get jammed up. So once the, once that shit happened, <laughs> so once that shit happened, I'm like, you mean to tell me? I don't went through all of this shit. No respiration. And now brother. they and now they're just like, oh, now nah, it's all good. Nigga just I mean I'm happy Right But then on, on the same accord It's like I'm thinking What's the catch Or how long This is gonna last Right What you got in mind for us What were you trying To get me off right now That you just like Oh yeah go ahead, go ahead Go smoke They taxing it now That's what it is No I mean Money for them Not really Not in New York Not no, yet Not in New York Italian I mean it will be And it'll probably be Doubled in what California is Because you know You know Just being compliant In this shit it's money to be made, but it's a long road right. to get that money. Mm-hmm. It, it looks better than what it actually is. But being in stores is, that's the bucket list mm, thing right. that you want for your brand, right? right? So us being faces of color, right, and being compliant, what was the process for you going through that? Man, so like when I first started, you know, obviously I did this shit when it wasn't popular. Like, now it's popular. Everybody trying to get in the weed game. Everybody want to strain. Everybody want this. Everybody want that. When I did this shit, it was still federally illegal for mm-hmm. real. You know what I'm saying? And to this day, bro, I, don't, I still don't know why. <laughs> why I took a chance like that. Yeah. But, bro, it was something about, like, something about it. I just felt like I was doing the right fucking thing, bro. You didn't you know feel like you was saying? doing nothing wrong. That's why we all did it. Yeah, but but, like, but also, like, Thinking that I could be the voice of changing the why people saying it's bad and it's not. Like, oh, it helped my grandmother, bro. Mm-hmm. And now after they found out it helped my grandmother, my extractor, my first, very first extractor dude named John, he had a guy that had 120 tumors on his lungs or whatever. They gave him six months to live. This man lived another three years because of this Rick Simpson oil that John used to make him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like So, like, seeing that, and I'm like, yo, they've been lying to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, they literally been lying to us about weed all this time, bro. So that's what it was like for me. It was first like standing up for like the plant because I had my issue. I had knee surgery. I thought I was going to die. I had staph infection, the whole shit. Blood, this this infection got in my bloodstream. I had six surgeries in a week. Like, it was crazy. And they had me on so much medication that I'm like, damn. And this lady come to see me named Chloe. And we sitting in the room, and I can barely stay up talking to her and my, and my man Dan. And she's just like, yo, she's like, why are you on all this stuff? Like, you know you could try CBD and this, that, and the third. 
and she gave me these tinctures and gave me these creams and all that, bro. And like literally, bro, I've I've had probably still four surgeries since then. Mm. Bro, I've never take the drugs, bro. I use all cannabis. You know what wow, I'm saying? Man. So like that's how much I believe in the plant. And like from when I started of it not being popular, like, bro, I ask people for advice, dog. Like I know, you know, my resources is crazy. I know hella people, real estate, billionaire, tech billionaire. I ask them about weed. They're like, what? Whoa, whoa. Damn, they don't even talk about that shit while you around me type mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My financial advisor dropped me as a client. He said mm-hmm. he wasn't going to go to jail for helping me launder money. Wow. Because he ain't understanding. He ain't understanding. He think you know he about saying? the drug well, deal. Bro, with all of that, I still kept fighting. You know what I'm saying? And just in the industry, bro, like, so in the beginning, I paid my way. Like, I had the money to make the certain investments I needed to make in the beginning. And then once I, and, and I'm happy I did my own money because I lost a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a learning curve. It's a steep ass learning curve in cannabis because with all the regulatory environments, it's just so much that goes mm. on. And to your point, like it definitely gets you to the point where sometimes you're like, damn, I should like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Like, is it really mm-hmm. worth it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you do get to that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's real, it's really tough. You know what I'm saying? Especially someone like myself, like, you know, when you go after licenses, is the most invasive process ever. Like, bro, when you you had to give up every bank account, any affiliated bank account, any car loan you got. So if I my mother car, I'm paying for my mom my mother car, like they gotta get all that information that goes into you getting mm-hmm. a license. That's a fact. And this is some person that's like a thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar employee that literally has all my information in my whole life type shit. You, can do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Just for me to get in line to even get a license. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, and then it's incredibly expensive and, you know, now I'm at the point where like, you know, now I do need real help. You know what I'm saying? In order Mm -hmm. to continue to keep pushing this shit because it's hella expensive too. You know what I'm saying? But I say all that to say not to discourage us. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean we can't figure it out. That's a fact. Because I just, I did it. I'm telling you, like me and my, me and my cousin ain't no shit and we did it when shit was even way more confusing. You know what I'm saying? So it can be done. You know what I'm saying? And I always say, like, to encourage our people, it's like, yo, we the masses are making something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like no matter what environment we walk into, we can figure that shit out because we've been doing that shit for forever. That's forever. our. That's, that's our, what we do. That's what we do, period. Yeah, we that's mastered a, that shit. We mastered that, you yeah. know? So, like, at the end of the day, bro, like, look at these look at these opportunities. New York, New Jersey's coming on. They're going to have social equity components. And once again, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, you look at it. Maybe you can't do it by yourself, but you got six, seven, eight partners around. Maybe everybody can scrounge up something, put something together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those eight people ask other eight people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And mm-hmm. y'all figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Because the opportunity, once you get it, I always said, told my cousin this, man. I was like, bro, like, because it was time, I'm telling so many times for us to quit, bro. But I just always say to him, I'm like, cousin, wait till we get the license and watch how they carry us. You know what I'm saying? Because once I got the license, now you got to look at me as a totally different motherfucker. I was you talking are. to you about an idea before. I'm now legal. I got this shit. Right. Now what's up? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like hitting milestones. You know what I'm saying? And just keep grinding until you figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? And New York, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? We helped, you know, write some of the legislation here and stuff. And the main thing I kept going back to them and saying was, we get the opportunity. We get that we have an opportunity. But once we get it, then what? You know what I'm saying? Because it's so expensive. I'm like, y'all have to figure out how to create some finance for these social equity applicants. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you hmm. give me a license with no bread and no resources, I just got a license. What is that? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And you leave me open for predatory investors, niggas that's going to come and give me the bread, but only going to allow me to keep 5% of my business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That happens all, and it's happening right now today. Somebody just signed a deal right now. Guaranteed, mm-hmm. somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So with New York, I'm like, yo, y'all got to figure this out. So they have a lot of things in place that, should provide some, you know what I'm saying, some financing and different things like that. So I would say get on that website, learn that shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and figure it out. Because those licenses are going to be worth $10, 15000000 million. Easy. Just the paper. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be that kind of value on those licenses, bro. So try to figure out a way to get in the game. Straight up. New York is wide open. You know what I mean? It's wide <laughs> open. It's, it's, about, it's about to be that time. You know what I mean? Like, like you saying back to your point where you know we'll always find a way smokers club we started from nothing and it's our shit is is a rainbow coalition of shit right but fire but the whole the whole point i'm making is we still made it to being compliant 
Doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? Right, so we're gonna talk about this nine six right now. Because now I'm feeling really good off this nine six, right? How did how did you in AI for one I didn't even know AI was in the culture of Bud? So that makes him even cooler to me. Right. He was already super cool, top five, all that cool shit. But the fact that he's in this shit that I love made made him. He might even he might he might be almost number one right now on my list because <laughs> of this. Right? How did y'all? When did y'all come up with this nine six pack? So this was like two years ago when I first had the conversation with him, and it was uh, it was, you know what? The first time I ever even talked about it was during that big three shit. So mm. this was like four or five years ago, actually, mm. right? Just bought it up and same thing. Weed? I ain't doing no motherfucking weed. <laughs> That's his That's response. Yeah. Hey, I ain't put my name on no weed. I ain't doing no weed. Like, <laughs> hey, I, like, I don't want no positive yeah, bullshit. Like, I ain't talking about none of that money, man. I don't want it. No positive bullshit. Like, literally, it walked alone. away from me. Like, just, hey, man, I was talking about I was like, Chuck, nigga, like, gone. I'm like, all right, fuck it, man. This nigga here, bro. This nigga changed, bro. This nigga ain't the same nigga, nigga no more, man. Leave me out that shit. Oh, shit. So he walked off. So um, a couple years ago, two years ago, I just bought it back. You know what I'm saying? Me and my man Abe, you know what I'm saying? Gave him a call and started talking to him about it. And he's like, all right, let me, let me get my managers on this, man. And then he put us on the phone with Uncle Mo and Shayla. And, you know, we started explaining to him, like, what we had going on. You know what I'm saying? And... You know, for me, where I sell people, bro, it ain't even about the bud, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's all about, like, our existence. Like, why are we doing this shit? You know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm literally doing this shit to open up the door for black people in cannabis, bro. Mm. Like, mm. I promise to own, like, I always say, like, I'm going to make money, and I want to make money for sure. But, like, I've God gave me a great life that I've had most of my experiences already. Like, mm. it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't a lot of shit I need to do. Talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, bro. So it's like my kids, I want my kids to have that experience now. But, you know, since I feel like I got them pretty straight, I'm like, damn, how can I uplift my people? How can I liberate my people? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Especially through something that destroyed our community. You know what I'm saying? Like, it literally fucked. They used it to lock us up, bro. Like, that was the number one thing that they used to lock us up. Your, your example of that shit. Sitting right here talking to somebody that we, bro, we never own the fields. Who, what black girl you know growing thousands of pounds of weed? I, I wait. Know, I don't know one. I wait. I don't know one. <laughs> you gonna be waiting like a motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> bro? How many? How, all right, how many of them you know they got trucking companies to drive the shit from Cali or wherever to our hood to mm-hmm. me? I wait. Hmm. So like none of that, none of that pipeline ever affected. But only I was. We we the nickel bags yeah. locking us up for that. Locking the nickel yeah, bags for years. Up. When we was gonna smoke it, you ain't even distributing it, dog. Whoa. You caught me with a you caught me yeah. with a roach in my and you gonna lock me up for a roach that I was smoking? They locked my man up because it smelled like weed in the car. They yeah. couldn't even find the weed. They locked like they weed. gave him a DUI just for smelling it. Come on, bro. So like that's obvious, like this shit. So for me it's like, bro, fuck that. Like, nah. And I mean, I don't know if it'll 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 fuck up opportunities moving forward or not, but like this one I'm standing like I'm standing tall on this one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, y'all gotta fuck with us. Mm-hmm. Y'all cannot not <laughs> let us be part. Rice, sugar, cotton, alcohol, the lottery, all that was us, bro. Mm-hmm. We don't got no ownership in that shit. Right, mm-hmm. The number game, they took the number game. Bro, Everything that was, that was our all blood. us, bro. Like we brilliant too, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, how do we? So that's what I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out like, what are the next strategic moves to be able to keep myself in that position to help uplift other black people and people of color? Straight mm-hmm. up. You know what I'm saying? Minorities. Like when they usually say minorities includes women and this. Yeah, man. So we're not a minority. We're black because we need our own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's straight up no disrespect to nobody. But we need our own shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we're the ones, not the mind we're the ones. You know what I'm saying? So how can I how can I have the biggest effect on that? Like how can I continue to create opportunities for our people? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm focused on and and, and that's why I felt like Alan's people were able to really embrace the idea. 
And then I talk to him about it and I tell him like, yo, Chuck, like, you know, we gonna sell weed, but like, we also gonna be like, we gonna raise the awareness. Like we about to turn it up. You know what I'm saying? Now we, we, we need to keep elevating this platform. Mm. We want the world to know. Mm-hmm. There's black people everywhere too. Uh, don't get it twisted. Yeah, it's a big influence. You know what I'm saying? We ain't over here. There's other countries that's going. You know what I'm saying? The black people there was locked up the same way. It was all the same. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't like, lying, bro. Everywhere bro, it was, everybody bro. Everybody our color, bro. Dead ass. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what we on, bro. So, just trying to figure that shit out. And, you know, he he was like, yeah, I'm with it. You know, the only thing is he don't smoke as much as he used to. You know what I'm saying? He had some, you know, he had some funny ass stories. But, <laughs> but he told me, he told me, he told me, and I promise I'm going to work it out, figure it out. He told me. If I can create a strain that tastes like his favorite drink, ha! Dom Perignon. Oh shit! He'll smoke it. That's hard. You might have to name it that. You might probably knock me for it. Might just just, just got switch to switch to spelling up on Dom Perignon. Yeah. <laughs> Turn this shit upside down, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to oh, say? Dom, we give it up, bro. Turn it upside down. Right. So. We got this segment that show got. Um, yeah. It's called Shoot yeah. the Five with Show. Whoa, shit. Oh, shit, stop. Nah, we lit. That shit was still going through the interface. Imperfections. Man. That was probably mm. Show. Show, show. Ah! <laughs> Move some shit. Yeah, blame for and, everything at personal party. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, we got we got a segment that show got called Shoot the Five with Show where basically he shoots you five names and you give me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear these names. All right. I usually got five today, I got six. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? All right. David Stern. Genius. Donnie Walsh. Mobster. Mm. Antonio Davis. Big bro. Stephon Marbury. Big little bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, Starbury for a star. Got you. Miss Viola, grandma. Our baby, man. That's L. My Mom's baby. Supposed to, that's L. So I need two. All right, my last one. Al Harrington. King. I like that, my nigga. Yeah. I like that. What else y'all got for me, man? Man. I mean, shit. We just... <laughs> that was Ellie right there. I, I do got one more thing for you. Top five rappers of all time. He gonna say Jada, 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 Jada. Man, this, man, here man. He go. Jada got it today. <laughs> today is all Jada. But now, nah, my, my top five is Jigga Man. Mm. Drake, I'm with you. I'm rolling. Wayne, I'm rolling. Uh, Pac. Okay. And I'm gonna go big, you know. Cause I'm old, bro. So nah, ain't now, now. You ain't old. We great. Yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah, out, man. Yeah, they gotta yeah, live bro. to get to this age, b. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get older. You heard yeah, what I'm trying to say? Don't do that. Man. They gotta live to get to our age, brother. That's my five, though. I'm rolling with them. That's a good five. That's hard. Top five basketball players of all time: Mike, Bronny, Bean, Shaq. I say Bron already, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ron, Shaq, Cole, um, MJ, and damn, what am I missing? I'll probably say Magic. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I'll put Magic. I'll put Magic right there. Fifth one. That's hard. That's hard. You can't. I got yeah. That's two good lists. That's nothing. That's, uh, even though you do got a quite young money list on the other joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm rolling though. Yeah. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm sorry. You know what I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Plus it's Drake and Wayne. Yeah, they heavy. They gave me both. I'm like, that's oh, Drake shit. and Wayne. That's heavy. Yo, my brother, I appreciate you. You're a saint and a scholar. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, thank you for stopping by. But no, before no. I let you go, usually. I be a one to leave the gems, but when I got a gem in front of me, 
I need the gems to drop a gem on all the listeners and viewers on Chasing a Dream. Yeah, man, just, uh, <clears throat> I guess as they always say, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, never give up, never give up, never give up. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, like, the only way you're going to be great at something, you got to be willing to, like, lose it all and damn near get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, <laughs> that's, that's just what it is. Like, you got to just, you got to grind and you got to believe. You know what I'm saying? Nobody going to believe in your vision more than you. You know what I'm saying? So once you got those two things, you got work ethic, you just got to go for it. And, you know, something that I heard Swiss B say, he said that uh, the sky is not the limit. It's just a view. Mm. And ever since I heard that, I'm like, that's my new shit, but I'm going to give him credit for that. Mm. Ten years from now, I ain't going to give him credit. <laughs> that's yours. That's right that. now, I'm that's yours. For the next ten, I'm going to give him credit. <laughs> to the grandkids, that's word yours. Up, word <laughs> up. But that's real, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, we we all... And our own walks of life, bro, we all exactly that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all that, you know? So just just keep being great. Just, figure, just keep, keep figuring that shit out, man. Like, hmm. that's what we do, man. This whole episode was a gem. I'm, I'm naming this episode Gem. What's the <laughs> oh. stupid shit you say? Yo, curls for the girls, ways for the bays, knots for the hood rats. Show Broadway, man, Al Harrington. Smoke, there's a personal party. Chip! Give it to you. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.